What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Modeling and Power Narratives podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. And I'm Jacob Hale. And we are back for another exciting interview for season three, season of separation. And before I bring him into the frame, um, this is, I don't know how long it's been on the works. Probably a couple weeks. Probably a couple weeks. Actually, me and Hale has been talking about him. So this is something we've been really, really excited to do. Um, a guy I hold in really, really high regards, the guy that employs me and Make sure that I have some type of income in my my bank account. Um, CEO of Charles Drew Health Center here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, my main man, Mr. Kenny McMorris, hey, is up. here in the building. Hey, 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 hey! Uh, nah, hey, man, I'm I'm happy to be on with both both of you guys, man. It's uh, it has been a it's been a uh, a while in the making. So uh, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and busy schedule to meet with us here on in the podcast. So let's get straight into it, straight into it. So when I, I mentioned CEO, the title, um, but, you know, as we grow up, we all kind of have like this notion of what we're going to do or what we dream about being. Uh, so that's a lawyer, a doctor, a, a firefighter, a policeman, whatever the case may be. And then there's those people kind of like myself that are like, I want to be a CEO without really knowing what a CEO actually meant at the time. So whenever I, when, when I say CEO next to your name, what are the, the thoughts, the initial thoughts and feelings that come when you know that your name is recognized in a really, really high position within the organization? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that I've always lived my life by not being boxed in by titles. So Absolutely. I think for any for anyone aspiring to do something great, whether you're talking CEO, whether you're talking business owner, whether you're talking support person, um, I've always looked at it as just being the best version of who you can be. And so I didn't set out uh, to be a CEO of a federally qualified health center. It, it wasn't it wasn't in the stars for me, uh, but I kind of looked at it and, and kind of how I got to this point was really just God's grace. man. And, uh-huh. and so. Uh, just by background, I'm a kid from North Omaha, born and raised in, in, in this community. And the interesting thing about the place that I currently work at, and, it, and it's my employer, it's not the depth of who I really am. Right. I really see myself as being just a, a, a leader of people, uh, a person that cares and compassionate about uh, the community I grew up in and, and want to give back to, to, to those that have given so much to me. But my family was the first family to get services at this particular health center. And so when you start looking at kind of purpose and and having a mission to serve, um, I'm living this type of workout every day. But I, I grew up in, in, in this in this community and, and had every reason to make an excuse on, on, on not to be successful. Right. Like every, every image that I saw and everything around me was was pointing in a direction of, of the statistics that we see with most black men. Right. Um, so I'm the oldest of a single parent household, oldest of five, actually mother that, that just beat the pavement to create a life better and show a better vision for, for what is possible. And so, um, I play sports 
and, and sports was kind of my outlet. Uh, I think that uh, when you when you're growing up in communities that are under resourced and and don't always have the amenities, uh, for lack of a better word, that supports a thriving community, you're looking for ways to uh, cast a vision, right? Cast yeah. cast a plan. And so um, I called my village, man, and I just had a bunch of others that really just wrapped their arms around me. And it was just like, hey, uh, while, while basketball is your hook, man, there's so much more to you and there's so much more that, that is possible um, if you're open to it. And, and through a series of just tragic events and, 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 and things that occurred, I knew exactly what I didn't want to be, right? right? I knew what I did not want to do. Um, and so uh, continued to, to tap into that village and stay the course, uh, graduated Central High School. So I'm going to put a shout yeah, out. Shout out. Yes, sir. He goes, Jacob, Jacob, like, okay, all right. Yeah, he knows. Hey, I, I, speak, I talk a lot of propaganda. Yeah. I got a lot of Omaha Central propaganda on here. <laughs> just just get it all out the way. You know, <laughs> links, yeah, shout out. So just, yeah, yes, all sir. Hey, man, but, but I would say it's, it's, it's the greatest high school in the nation, man. We did have yes, a lot sir. Of, yes. A lot of, a lot of yes. great individuals that have made contributions to this world coming out of Omaha Central High School. But uh, for me, um, went on to a community college for a couple of years, played ball and transferred on to Tennessee State and came back to Omaha to try to figure out what I was going to do next. Uh, got my undergrad degree from the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And through that experience, uh, the twist of fate showed that anything is possible. And so um, just started uh, working for a number of different organizations in the community, all of which at some point I was a recipient of those services from the Urban League to becoming the first executive director of the 100 Black Man here in Omaha. It's 25 years old when I took that role. And and so um, those particular events that occurred throughout my life prepared me for what was going to be the next step. But all of it really was centered around um, just casting a vision for something greater than than um, what was given to me. So, yeah, it, I look at the work that I do every day and have an opportunity to to pour into to, uh, black men like you all um, is really what gives me um, great joy, quite frankly. Uh, and and I look at uh, leadership just really being one of those things of. of it's really more about what what are you doing for other people and and how are you connecting with other people uh, less about the titles uh and and there's so many people in our community that don't have the titles but they're the ones doing the work man. absolutely and so th those are the folks that that keep uh, cities going those are the people that uh support others in terms of being inspired and i just been a beneficiary of that man so absolutely and you touched base a, a little bit uh on my tie, they tie really into the next question. And overall, you you said something that was kind of the theme and the topic of uh, our our uh, discussion today, which is making of a leader, right? Yeah. And when I think about a leader, we always talk about you know people growing up and having uh, leadership qualities, like a natural born leader, right? That's kind of like the saying for a lot of people that have that aura of people um, wanting to be around them or people that are drawn uh, to the to the person, but a lot is not only passed down from the nature like you talked about coming from north omaha and you know you're growing up in, in your household but tell us a little bit not only about your upbringing you touched a little bit on that but what are some of the, the qualities that you um kind of came about from the the toughness of north omaha and how does that serve you today in um what you're doing in a, in a leadership role 
Hey man, that's a that's a great question uh, because coming from from and again, I won't even just say Omaha. I'm gonna say North Omaha specifically. Absolutely. Uh, there's a grit. There's a grind. There's a um, there's something that comes along with having to grow up and go through this community. And and I always tell people that uh, our community, my community, is very resilient. Uh, the people in this community want and know how to do better for uh, their families and, and really uplifting, but don't always have the tools um, at our disposal that most other places have. And it's, it's no different. You can go to any urban city and, and, and see the same kind of blueprint per se. Um, but but there's something that's, that, that comes from being made out of North O uh, that, teach you, that teaches you bounce back, teaches you resiliency, teaches you to go get it and, 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 and by any means necessary. Uh, we're at home of Michael Max, right? And, Absolutely. You know, when you really think about it, those are the type of things that that you wake up every day, put two feet on the ground, and you go. And and I learned at a very early age, um, and and I use a lot of sports analogies just because that's the reality of it. Right. Is that it's it's far better to be on the offensive than the, the defensive, and and so you move differently. Your flow is different when you see the world through an offensive lens when you see the world through the lens of anything is possible uh but when you don't have again the 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 things around you to demonstrate and show you what that looks like you have to tap into your creativity ingenuity and and surround yourself with people that can constantly inspire you and so that's where my others came in it was the basketball coaches it was it was the custodial staff it was the men on the street saying hey boy hey no come on get on get on over here and, and right. hey i know your uncles i know i know your moms that like we we don't get down like that right right and so so you 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 start to pick up on those little nuggets so when you start to face adversity uh you draw back on those those moments right you reflect on those moments and you use those moments to continue to keep fueling your fire at some point it's going to catch. The thing is, is that you can't give up before it does. And so far too often people become discouraged or they don't take the next step um, or they, they quit on themselves right before the blessings about to happen. And so when I think about just coming from where we're from, there's a bunch of stories that, that are very similar in nature like that. Uh, and again, I, I'll give you a ton of credit, Jordan, you're doing it. And, by the sheer nature, Jacob, just because you connect to my boy, I understand how you feel, right? Um, but it, it really is a, it, it really is a spirit of just saying getting things done by any means necessary, and and bringing people with you and supporting, uh, bringing people along with you as you move. It does it does no good for to reach any level of success and not have made or impacted someone else's life, uh, li- uh, individuals' lives as you go through that process, man. So. Um, I'm, my great grandfather's from the South, uh, from Arkansas, and so that work ethic of just growing up and that grind and that grit of just growing up and then matriculating to Omaha to create a better life for your family—that stuff still burns in me. Um, the, the grind that my mother had to go through in terms of just keeping the house moving and keeping us um, alive, quite frankly, and dealing with some of the things we had to deal with—those things burn in me. And so uh, those are all the things that that I just picked up coming from the neighborhood, right? And, and, and that helps lead and help guys how I move and how I navigate, and more importantly, how I conduct business for the health center that, that I have the honor of operating with. Um, every day, the work that, that I have the pleasure of doing is really from the lens of I know exactly what it means to be in this space. 
And so um, I'm real selective in how I use my time. I'm selective in how I give back. Um, I'm selective in the people that are in my circle and, 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 and those that I, I choose to pour into um, because I understand um, the importance of being um, in a place to be able to shed light on the possibilities and opportunities that people can have coming out of this community. Yeah, and um, one very important thing that's very clear from us talking right now is that at the end of the day, you know, you understand that you're just a person. You're just a person, and as you just said, you know, you're serving other people. And just that mindset, you know, it, it's easy when you're at the top to just look down, right? But you still have that ability to be at as high as you are, but still look on the same level as everyone else. Yeah. So it still feels like you have that ability to resonate with younger people, maybe people starting off, people trying to figure it out. You know, they have certain stigmas of what higher up upper management mm -hmm. things look like, but you do a great job of trying to break through those stigmas and just got have to remind them like, hey, we all go to sleep. We all yeah. wake up, right. you know, get out of bed, put the yep. Yep. socks and shoes on, just yeah, like everyone know. else, you know, got to brush my yeah. teeth every morning and all right. that stuff. And, uh, you know, that's that's real. And any type of podcast or anything discussing with a CEO, it's you don't always get that type of energy coming yeah. from someone. So I do commend you for being able to <laughs> still have that type of mindset, even with as much as you accomplished, because you have accomplished a lot. Yeah. So. I do appreciate that. And then um, moving in, you know, you talk a lot about your past and your upbringing, and that's what defines all of us. And the interesting thing, especially with me and Jordan on the beginning of our career, you know, looking up is we always make it seem, you know, we always think like there's some type of secret sauce, some type <laughs> of gem that you figured out, some cheat code that's like you win right to the moon right after that right but, uh, it, it's not always like that it's always it's usually slow and steady and uh one thing i'm starting to learn is uh the importance of soft skills yeah you know you can be good at your job but the soft skills with the application of that with the job makes a crazy difference with what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish so things like communication that's a given, you know, attitude, work ethic, the ability to adapt. Um, given your experience and what you've gone through, what can you say you were, what can you say the soft skill that benefited the most and what you were able to channel from your upbringing that served you the most purpose as you were ascending up management? Yeah, no. Um, again, I want to go back on the sports side of things. I was a point guard, right? So you have to yeah. understand uh, the dynamics of just energy and, and your, your surroundings. And, and I also give a shout out. I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity as well. And so when you think about growing up in a, uh, in a large household, five individuals, right? Playing sports, team environment, part of a fraternity that's all about uh, commitment to something bigger than yourself um, and, and honorable achievement. Everything that I've ever done in my life has been about the group has right. been about something bigger than self and, and what i would say is is that uh, empathy goes a long way i think folks can sympathize with a person's situation but to empathize with someone 
to really literally put yourselves in their shoes, no matter what they have going on and their successes and their failures and their moments of doubt, I, I think is a characteristic and a skill set that um, is underutilized and quite frankly, underappreciated when you're talking about professional development. And, and so you hit on soft skills, Jacob, those are, I can't tell you how often uh, we get people that apply for positions or I'm on a number of community boards, actually I'm on uh, nine different community boards. So you have an opportunity to kind of diversify and see what's happening in other industries. And the number one thing that you pick up on what is, is whether or not somebody is relatable, right? And, and whether or not they have the capacity to empathize and be in other, uh, in other people's situations or in their shoes. And so you can immediately pick that 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 vibe up, right? You can you can pick that energy up, and so to me, it it really is about like, are you smiling, right? Society right. teaches black men that it's not it's not cool to smile. Well, I love a smile, man. I'm happy, <laughs> yeah. right? And so so I always tell people like, understand and try to do everything you can to work on yourself and identify what are your non-negotiables, right? Who are you? Like, what is your foundation? What are your principles? Because those are the things that no matter what environment you're in, your, your default is always going to go back to that. But more importantly, be open to changing it. Right. Like far too often we we we, we experience new things, we see new things and we continue to keep moving and navigating the way that we've always moved and navigated. As a black man and more important as a leader in our community, we're not afforded that space to to to, to be able to make those changes. We need to be able to do those type of things. So, uh, to me, it, it really is. I think being a leader, uh, in whether or not you do all the technical things that you need to do, you get the degrees, you, you put in the time, you put in the effort, uh, you do the work because that that obviously has to happen, and you need to be able to to be able to demonstrate that that you can you can excel at a very high level. But at the end of the day, when you've accomplished and, and you continue to keep growing in those spaces, who are you at your core? Mm -hmm. right. What, so, what, what? One thing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, one thing you didn't, uh, one thing that you did say is the importance of understanding yourself yeah. and knowing what you're capable of, where are your strengths, where are your weaknesses, and how do you leverage that yeah. in a situation? You know, how do you perform at the best that you can perform with? what's in front of you and what you have to do. And it's interesting. Jordan says this all the time. This is a Jordan thing. But, you know, when you're at that CEO level, you know, everyone wants to be the CEO, but not everyone wants the responsibility that comes with being the CEO. There's a lot that goes with it. It's not just about when you're at that level, it's not just about yourself anymore and your work. You know, you have to facilitate, like you said, being a point guard. You have to put other people in the right spot so they can succeed and everything like that. And Jordan's big phrase is, heavy is the hand that wears the crown. There you go. Right? There you go. So Absolutely. It's just, yeah. There's so much more that you have to be accountable for that a lot of people would never know until you're up on that position. And one thing that you mentioned that I'm actually curious about is when you talk about setting personal boundaries. Mm. What is going to work for you? Because as a CEO, you have your employees who you have to adhere to. And then you also have your clients, right? And 
people that come into the hospital and everything, you know, adhere to that, probably even more investors and everything like that. You know, there's so much going around, pulling you every different way that needs a little bit out of you, right? Right. Well, yeah. I'm curious is how do you set your own personal boundaries to where you're satisfying everyone else's needs, but also you're not neglecting yourself and what you personally need? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I will all I will say that that's a that's I'm a I'm a work in progress with that. I think that another part of being a leader is, is being able to to speak to the fact that that you're continually working, right? And being humble enough and being able to demonstrate that. I think so many folks look and say, okay, hey, you got this title, you have it all together. Mm-hmm. Every day I am looking at ways to to improve. And and um, I think that uh, my career has taught me that if you're winning every day, then you're not striving to do more, right? You're not, mm-hmm. you're not trying, you're not excelling, you're not stretching yourself to be a better version there. So a lot of my growth comes through failure. And, and being able to step back and, 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 and try to replay what went wrong there, right? What could I have done differently? How did I let myself down? Or how did I let the people around me down? And so you, you learn from those lessons, right? To, to kind of to kind of get better about, about self. But it, it really is, it's, it's, it's something that um, you, you have to be grounded in your faith. Um, yeah, faith absolutely. Always, has always been the thing that, um, keeps me on a straight and narrow and and recognizing that that there's a higher purpose at play. And then second, surrounding yourself people with people that are better than you. I think that far too often you want your you want your circle um, just because you may not be solid in who you are. You want to most people are around folks that that tell them what they want to hear and tell them that they're all great. Well, eh, no, you're not. And and yeah, you still need to grow, and, and 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 yeah, you fall short every day, and and so making sure that you surround yourself with people, uh, personally and and professionally, that are better than you, mm-hmm. and 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 so uh, that takes a certain type of person to to recognize that and then acknowledge that uh, there's a lot of growth that always that you need to continue to keep doing as as you mature and go through go through life personally and professionally. But that's always been my basis. Um, my wife. Uh, is, is my constant north star. I have two two young kids. I got a thirteen year old son and a nine year old daughter, and they're constantly a, a reflection of what is possible to me. Right. right. I, I learned a ton. Uh, being being a father is, is probably the greatest challenge I've ever had and, and continue to have. Uh, but I learned so much from my kids about uh, me, uh, about who I am, and and how our how I. Uh, affect change and working with people. And so I really think, again, staying grounded in your faith, uh, uh, no matter what, uh, don't allow that to ever waver and believe that that God is going to give up on you. And, and in turn, uh, you don't give up on yourself. Uh, again, I kind of hit on it a little bit earlier is that, that no matter, folks far too often stop right before the goal that they were trying to accomplish occurs. And All the time. Yeah. And so you, you got to be willing to, to go through the good and the bad and, and, and don't give up on yourself. So faith and, 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 and having a good supportive network is, is what keeps me grounded and keeps me going. 
And, and one of the things that you uh, said in there is, and another one of my sayings, hell knows, like, I'm a person of sayings. Like, I love sayings. I love old adages. If you was to look at the, the questions we have, bro, every question I have is pretty much a, a saying is connected to it. Um, but one of the things that you said in one of my sayings I actually got a couple years ago is when you find yourself um, being the smartest in the room, it's time to find new rooms. There you go. Yep. And that's an, that's an important piece, like you said, like, um, to not be around yes men, to be around people that are going to help you personally develop, like you said, per personally and professionally. So being able to surround yourself in a way where I know this guy has the ability to, you know, uplift me on this end because I need this development in this aspect of my life. But I do want to switch gears a little bit back to the to the leadership kind of thing, uh, theme. And Hale already kind of introduces talking about the heavy is the head that uh, wears the crown. And we know that when you, you, you sit there and one of the things I know about you just on a personal level is, like you said, I have true empathy for the people that I serve in terms of the community. But in terms of there, there's that thing where we talk about business and feelings kind of don't mix. It's, it's kind of <laughs> hard. It's a thin line. Yeah. And when you're in a leadership position, such as a CEO, um, there's points in times when difficult decisions have to be made. Some decisions that can have an emotional toll on yourself. So I wanted, you know, I, I want you to kind of take us through how you your mindset when you have to make these difficult organizational decisions and how you told that line of being both assertive concerning those that may be affected, but also, you know, letting them know and feel and understand that I am with you guys. And by any means, I want to help. But it is, you know, like I said, it's, it's a really thin line. So how, what take us to your mindset when difficult de decisions have to be made from your uh, standpoint? Yeah, and, and one thing I've, I've always learned is that um, when, when you're transparent and, and when you're brutally honest uh, about any circumstance and situation, if you deliver it in a way that the message doesn't get lost in your delivery, mm -hmm. people, they may not like your decision, but they're always going to respect your decision and they're going to look at it through the lens of, I understand how you came to this decision if you can articulate that right. so so if i look at just what's happening here my day-to-day -day, but also in all the work uh, that i do in terms of business so my, my wife and i have a couple of businesses and we do other things broadly within the community it, it really is coming from a space of this is the situation that that is at hand right this mm -hmm. is how we got here this is these are the things that that, that transpired to get us to this point even though it was not planned it still is how we got here. These are the things that we did to try to mitigate the situation. But as it stands right now, this is where we are today. Mm -hmm. And so these are going to be the plans that we have to try to, to, to get ourselves in a better situation than what we are in today. But it's going to require us to make some difficult decisions. And so some of that includes um, whether or not you're, you're ex keeping people on, on in the workforce or if you're going through a restructuring or or if you're you're looking at expanding quite frankly that disrupts people their day-to-day their -day function and some folks don't do well with 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 change in that in that aspect Absolutely. but but like i said i think that the main thing is it is, is if you have the ability to articulate and again leading with empathy um, as long as long as that people understand that you care they're going to be more receptive to the end result of the decision. Doesn't mean they're going to like it. Right. Um, they're, going to, they're going to receive it in a way and they can respect your decision um, on, the, on the other end of things. Now, the other part that I, that I also look at too is that um, no matter what happens, 
you have to be able to sleep at night with yourself. You have to be able to go to bed at night with a clear conscience. And, and to me, always trying to keep the priority top of mind, regardless of what's going on, again, whether it's a business decision and financial, financially driven, whether it's a decision in our case, whether or not we're looking at clinical, whether it's access to getting services or opening a new site or closing the site, uh, or how we engage with and navigate within the community about things that, that affect the overall health and wellness in the community, you're not going to be perfect. Never. And so And so no matter what happens, there's always going to be someone that, that may not naturally align with where you are on that decision. But as long, again, as long as you, as you, your, your thought process and your logic process was all intact, again, regardless of the business side of it, if you're leading with your heart and, and, and you truly believe based on the information that you have and the, and the things that you have uh, developed to get to that decision, you can sleep at night, feel good. And, and so I've always, um, my, my career has taught me, again, kind of going back to don't be afraid to fail. And, and, and I think as uh, young professionals and as folks that are trying to navigate these waters of what, what do I want my life to be, you cannot go through life being afraid to fail. Um, and, and so that's one of the main things I try to try to, to, to demonstrate through my actions, but also trying to share nuggets uh, with folks that, that are, are trying to aspire to do great things. Um, you cannot be afraid to take risks and you cannot be afraid to fail. Now, I'm not saying go out and be reckless. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not saying just 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 go out there and do make your decisions willy nilly and just, hey, just see what happens. Uh, but you got to have the courage uh, to be able to make those tough decisions and live with the results. And and, and if you have solid, solid uh, logic and thinking and the outcome wasn't what you thought, you can live the fight another day and, and, and you learn, you grow from that. And you and you had a perfect segue into talking about young professionals because, man, he's been hell. He's been segueing right into the <laughs> to the next phase really, really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, one I of the think things he got that the <laughs> man, he might have got the script, bro. Honestly, uh, but on on a serious note, like you talk about, like you know, young professionals, and we're all both of us is trying to make it, and all four of us, quite frankly, are in our own roles with me with psychology, Hale with engineering, Trey with nursing, and BJ actually is in the NFL. We, he uh, do it all, man. I think he was computer um, computer science major. But yeah. I say it all to say is when we're young professionals, we you know as black men and, and young black men, as you were once yourself, you're still young today, yeah. by the way. But um, <laughs> you, the thing of it is, is that we're trying to shatter a lot of glass ceilings, right, and work our way into these rooms where our voices are heard and valued. And you know how difficult it can be because in a lot of senses, you know, there's that saying of being overqualified just to be qualified type of thing. And so can you take us back to a moment or the moment when you believe that you had gotten through and shattered a a glass ceiling and felt that your voice was not only heard, but also valued and respected amongst those who are well established um, within the ranks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, think about. When I first was starting out, you couldn't tell me that uh, just by the sheer nature of where I came from, I felt that there's nothing I couldn't do. Um, right. The, the fact that I am literally having this conversation, I wasn't supposed to be here with y'all fellas. And so when I think about somebody telling me that I can't achieve something, like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, right. you know, I'm literally right here. So every day I, I've been told that, there's, that I, I shouldn't be here by the signs of what was going on. So. 
when there were positions that were available that I probably wasn't even qualified for, I went after it. Positions that I was qualified for and that I didn't get them. And so I distinctly remember there was a, um, a position that was open and I, I won't say the name of the, of the company, but, but that was open that I clearly thought that not only was I qualified for, I was prepared for mm-hmm. um, and could do the job in, at, a, at a very high level. The one thing was I was too young. Mm. And so um, to, 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 to here you go, you got this young gun coming in, acting as if he got all the solutions and, and and he has the degrees and he has all of these things. And it was a when I didn't get that position, it was a, it was I felt it was defeat for me, but I wasn't defeated. And so when I reflected on that, um, all it did was prepare me kind of for the next moment of which then at that point, the what I consider to be the, the brain trust of, of the community, the black men and black women in the community that said, know what, young gun, this is the moment for you. And this role is perfect for you in terms of your abilities and then the ability to give back to this community. We, we need someone like you in this particular role. And, and so um, to get that seal of approval and that validation meant the world. Uh, had, had I had already had a level of confidence in my in my in my technical ability, but to be able to get that from from the OGs at the time uh, made me feel extremely good and 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 feel as if I was ready to be in that particular position. But the legwork that had to occur um, and and being a sponge and and, and trying to absorb everything uh, led up to that. Um, I, at a young age. When anytime I met someone that I felt and thought their energy was good, I was like, there's somebody. I had no problem, and I still do this today. So it's not like <laughs> I'm 25 years in doing a lot of this work, and, and I still don't do it. I still do it, but I would go up to them like, you know what? I don't know what you do. I don't know how you how you do it, but whatever you got, I want to learn. And so there would be days where I would just get up two days a week, early in the morning, and just sit and observe. I was like, would you be willing to mentor? And so I would always show up, be present. And and when there was times just to go ahead and sit in a room and sit in on meetings, I wanted to get a, a sense of how do you conduct business, right? What does it mm-hmm. mean to be a professional? And so um, I was fortunate enough uh, to have some folks that said, hey, come on, come on, come on with me on this journey. And and all you have to do is show up and show an interest and be present. And that was easy to me because, um, I, I mean, uh, hard work is, 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 is who I am in my DNA. And so that meant early mornings, late nights, but those lessons were invaluable. You couldn't get it in a book. You, you couldn't have gotten it having a work study or anything else or having an internship. Just being in the room and being present with those leaders was critical for me. So um, it's a long-winded way of, of saying growth and success through failure, but, but again, never giving up on yourself and not taking no for an answer. So. Thank you. Yeah. And that's, it's important, you know, especially when you're young to have that type of clarity to know that, you know, I don't know everything yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And being in the position of putting yourself in positions to try to know or gain knowledge and stuff. And even at your own inconvenience, you're like, hey, I'll, I'll come in early, you know, I'll uh, get your coffee, you know, whatever, whatever you need just to get some information and, um, like you said, you know, eventually that resonates with people. And I know for sure with me, I try to apply that uh, with my own life. And 
when I started my career, I was blessed to have a mentor. And that was one of his biggest compliments he ever said to me when he decided to retire was that, you know, you never said no to something. Every time I was like, can I just, can I show you something? Or we go off on a tangent, you're just right there. You're open, you're honest, you want to listen, you want to learn. And uh, he, he was very thankful for that. And then on my end, I just felt like I learned so much more than I would have with that year and a half, two years that we had together. So right. yep. um, we had a great relationship. We still talk, you know, yep. he's, but he's in retirement. You know, he's doing <laughs> well, like, bro, that's the, that's the um, beauty of it. It's, it's, it's life, right? Those are life relationships, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it just doesn't stop just because mm-hmm. someone moves on to a different career. If, 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 if the, and it was, it, that, it's genuine, you know, like I really do want to learn more and yep. get better at my job. And just being humble enough to say, you know, I am willing to learn. I'm willing to put my trust that uh, you will provide for me. You will teach me. You will give me resources and things of that nature. You know, not from a take, but out of uh, out of a curiosity. Yep. And I feel like for a lot of younger people, that's something that definitely has been missing. That sense of curiosity, yep. that sense of wanting to learn, wanting to gather more information. And um, it's weird, you know, it's it, it's a different world. It's yeah. a different world from what I hear, for sure. I'm young, so I'm not going to say like I knew something different. But, no, um, no, lean into your space. You definitely feel that it's a, yeah. right. Yeah. You definitely feel that it's a, it's a changing world, for sure. Um, a lot of pros, a lot of cons that are coming out of it. But one thing in particular is, you know, you talk about these older upper management people and how, you know, how hard they work to get to where they are, you know, how much they, again, they humbled themselves. They came in early, stayed late and everything. And that type of mantra, that type of understanding isn't being brought on by the younger generation that's coming up. So I'm curious, uh, what would you say would be your advice or your reasoning for young people or just a younger audience in general to be like, you know, you don't give up, you know, whatever's going on in your past, whatever your childhood, whatever's going on, you know, don't give up, keep fighting, keep working hard. You know, the same principles that you had that got you to where you are, what would you say would be something that you would give or advice you give to younger people to get, you know, reach towards a result like that? Yeah, yeah, no, it it really is. There, there's no substitute for hard work. Uh, I think that um, no matter what you do, no matter what profession that you're in, you're going to have someone that's smarter than you. You're going to have someone that's probably more creative, they're more innovative. Um, if you're an athlete, they're faster. They can jump higher. All of those things. Um, as you, if 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 you want to be great, you're going to be around people that are just flat out better than you, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there. There is one thing that is always, in my experience, has been the equalizer, and it's hard work. And so you have to pride yourself on being the one that's never going to be outworked. Uh, you always have to be prepared. I, I, I tell everyone, uh, have a personal mission statement, uh, something that, and I love the fact, Jordan, that you that you have these words of affirmation and you have these sayings because those are constant. I think the more that you surround yourself and, and, and surround yourself with positivity, um, by using words of affirmation and, and having sayings, I think that perpetuates good vibes and good energy. Right. I always tell people have a personal mission statement, and and so something that you can always draw upon, something that's a constant 
reminder of what's possible. And in my case, it's always be prepared, never be outworked, but above all, always be you. And, and, and to me, that summarizes no matter what happens, you're not going to outwork me. And by being prepared for any situation that comes, because I'm going to put in the time. You're not going to you're not going to go harder. You're not going to go longer. You're not going to go smarter because I'm going to put in the work. So 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 I think it's really important that uh, anyone recognizes that you, you have to put in the work. You just have to. Uh, I recognize and understand. I think we all do that. We are in a microwavable society. Right. People want mm-hmm. to lens. They want to see things right away. Um, but I, I really think to the detriment of the greater society if we operate in that space constantly. Now, I look at you all and, and the younger generation, and I love the way you guys are moving. I love the way that you see the world. I love the way that 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 you see what is possible. And anyone that has come before you um, should be proud of what, what's happening, right? We should, we right. should say, when, when I see both of you, I tell folks like, this to me, we're in good hands, right? That all of us are not these, the, the black men that I'm around, the black women that I'm, that I'm around are not all these statistical uh, numbers that we're seeing. Everyone's not gangbanging, they're not, they're not baby daddies, they're not, they're not, everyone's not in that space. And so we have a lot of great young people that are gonna carry the torch <clears throat> and move society forward. We just have to figure out how do we pour into them? How do we uplift them? How do we support them? To continue to keep getting them to understand that yes, you can do this. Um, you can make it happen, but it's going to require hard work. Um, I, there's no shortcuts, uh, no matter no matter how you slice it, especially for first generation, especially if you're the one that's trying to create this generational wealth. And my wife and I always talk about, like, we're not going to be around to be able to see a lot of the things that we're putting in place, but we are the ones that are transition, are, are taking our name and being able to make it better for our kids, our grandkids and great grandkids. And so uh, I think that's the the beauty of, of trying to see and, and do the things that we're doing is that how do we pass this down in a very tangible and meaningful way? Uh, but I feel really good about the hands that we're in, man. So I'm not saying like I'm an old, old dude. Uh, but, but the <laughs> fact, young. Yeah, but the fact is, is that uh, we're better now than what we were. There's, there's some unique challenges that we're dealing with. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I feel really good about the progress that's being made in the next generation. So. And you brought up something really, really important as we close this out, um, this interview out here in a second. But uh, one of the things that you brought up particularly is for our generation and me and Hale, we talk about it all the time. Um, actually, I think there's a podcast in a book called Generation Y and mm-hmm. W-H-Y. And um, I think our, our generation is in the, the perfect sweet spot to, to make changes and make headways in a lot of ways because. We're still connected. We, we grew up in old values for a, a, the yeah. large majority of half of our life. Right. No social media was around, I think, until we were like 11 or 10. So we got the former personality and we got old school values as well because how we grew up with our parents who were connected to their grandparents. Yep. But we also are young enough to now initiate and to grow into the technical, uh, the technology. The technology, the technology advancements and all the things that's going on within science and just just the world is booming in so, so many different ways. So I think we're in that sweet spot where we're able to kind of take from both. Right now, what we do with it is, you know, important, you know, in, in terms of making headway for change. But I, I do want to transition into the last two things, which is I think he's the third contestant, Hale, 
on the Jordan's flowers segment, right? So I got a little thing, man, where, uh, you know, I had to look a little play on my name, and I try to find stuff that's catchy. But I think it's really important for us, as particularly as not only black men, but just males and and just people in general, mm-hmm. to give people their flowers. Right? We often do that too late when we we're burying people to let them know how much we recognize not only what they're doing for the community, but what they stand for. And so I want to sit here and let you know how much I appreciate you for taking a chance on somebody like you said that or what you were talking about in your own story. I felt that, you know, I was super young, I'm fresh, I'm raw behind the ears. And we have a personal, um, you know, in terms of friendship, in terms of like, you know, our families being connected. But at the same time, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm worthy. I don't know if I, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like you in there with the big dogs now. And I appreciate you for always speaking life into me and always letting me know that you're meant to be here. You're doing it. And the next step for me is just to continue to do it, like you said, for the hard work. But I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you. And then to go, our closing question is uh, this is season three, season of separation. So mm-hmm. we're interviewing all people where we in a lot of facets and areas of, of expertise and profession that we feel have separated themselves from the pack. Right. And elevating yourselves to achieve the things that you want most for your life. Yeah. So, again, this will be our last question for you with the objectives that you have in front of you personally and organizationally, what will it take from you to ensure that these goals are met and exceeded? Yeah. Not losing sight of the people. And again, I, I know it probably sounds like cliche and, and like, okay. We love cliche. Right, right. Love is, is, is this guy really cannot be about the people. But, but I've always learned that, that if you do good work, the people are going to always make you honest. And, and so how they receive the work, not only that we do here at Charles Drew, but then also how I personally navigate in the community and where I choose to invest my time. Um, to me, that's a validation of you, you're doing the right thing. And, and a lot of these, these, uh, these principles have really just been instilled from my great grandfather to my grandmother to my mother. Um, and all the folks have just poured in and poured into me. Um, I love our city, man, and, and and I love the community in which I come from, and so um, I've just been blessed enough to be in the space in which I'm I'm working. Right, not too often you get a get a chance to to work and develop and grow with all in the same community, um, and I've just been fortunate to be able to do that. So it it really is um, always make sure that you're trying to do everything you can for the people. Um, and and creating a path for those that 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 are going to be coming with you and behind you, and and so if anything else, when it's all said and done, if I can look on this, if I can look out and see, okay, hey, I see Jacob, I see Jordan, I'm good, right? Like, and and my family and the people that 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 I hold dear, I'm good, right? I'm, I'm going to be good. So um, that that's that's important. I really think, again, beyond the numbers and, and all the other things, you got your KPIs and metrics and <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have to have, right. Like that, that trust me, I can get out there and, and do the business model with the best of them. Uh, but but ultimately, it really is about um, how are you pouring into the people and, and have you done all within your power to make their quality of life better? I just happen to do it through healthcare and community engagement. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we thank you again for taking your time out again. I, I talked about hell. I know you are very gracious with your time. I knew you was going to, because of the person you are, make time for us. But we 
I know me and hell, we are big on like I'm big on how I use my time too and being intentional. And so we if I respect so much of my time and how I give it out, so I can only imagine that's the same thing for you. So we appreciate you for doing this, not only doing this, but understanding how important it is for somebody to take time out of their day to do this. And so we want to sit here and say thank you so much for this was a really, really great interview. You spread so many wise gems and things of that nature. Anything from you held as we wrap up? Um, the only thing I would say and why the season has been so phenomenal is, you know, when I think about it from a perspective standpoint, you know, this when we post this and put it all together, this is always going to be there. Yeah, It's always going to be there. You're always going to be able to look into it. And uh, I, I was graceful to interview one of my good friends. He's a content creator. He's, in my opinion, right about to blow in a good way, you know, yeah. in terms yeah. of... Uh, getting up into that higher level. And, you know, one thing I told him, which the same thing I would tell you is that, you know, you're going to be able to show your kids this yep. and then they'll be able to show their kids this. And there'll be a time where they'll wonder, you know, what were you thinking? What was going on? You know, what was this person like? And we're going to have this great body of work to where they can sit down. It's like, you know, in a private setting in a focused setting, this mm -hmm. is how this person thinks. This is how he talks. This is what he's all about, right? And I'm honored, you know, as an interviewer and just a person building up our own platform, but just to have all these great people, all these successful people that you're able to capture their body of work in real time. Yeah. You're able to capture a moment for them for the rest of their lives. And just having that back catalog that we're going to build with all of this is just... It, it's humbling, and I promise you, I'm definitely gonna rewatch this as I rewatch all the episodes because it's just there's just so much you gain out of it by having these types of genuine conversations and yep. giving these platforms for people to really just speak their mind. Yep. Like we have a script in terms of questions, but really just allow you to create for yourself on what you want this to be about, what you want your content to look like. You know, so. It's our platform, but in a sense, it's your own content that you're making just yeah. on our platform. So it's a cool perspective. It's it's interesting. Every interview is different. And in every interview, I always feel like I learned something that it's going to change my life. So that's what's just up. One of those, whenever one of those interviews, I'm grateful to be a part of. Oh, no. Hey, man. No, like I said, I, I really appreciate This is dope to me. And, and I think, again, the fact that you all uh, have the courage to put yourselves out there, right? To have a platform or create a platform that allows for this different type of dialogue. Um, a lot of people can't do that. Right? It, it speaks, it's, again, it speaks volumes of, of you all and, and the squad and the team. Uh, just commend it. I commend it, man. Uh, there's, there's, I, I, I didn't tell, I think Jordan may know this, but my wife and I have done reality shows and I'm not, yeah, my mom let me know. Yeah. A couple of <laughs> other things. And so we, we've been fortunate enough to do kind of some, some big productions, but um, I, I really think that you guys got something to be in season three, you say season this three, now, three. Yep. season three and continuing to build up on that. Uh, keep going. And, and, and I'll be there to the, the champion to celebrate you guys along the way and help out in any way I possibly can. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, as we you. always say, like, subscribe, share. And again, we want to thank you so much, um, Mr. Kenny McMorris, CEO of Charles Drew Health Center, for being on Season of Separation. Thank you, guys. Love, love. Nice. Nice.